as God intended. Let's go. Welcome to Looking for Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Dr. Brian Artis, and thank you so much for listening. Remember to tell your freedom friends they can join us live on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network and via recorded podcast at AmericaOutloud.com. On the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora networks, just download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa. Whatever you need to listen to your leisure. Looking for Healing Radio is sponsored by GlobalHealing.com. It is simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference, integrity, and love for medicine making can make for you. Go to globalhealing.com and enter promo code OUTLOUD to discover the medicine God intended for us all. Get incredible deals and find Global Healing and all of the wonderful AOL sponsors at americaoutloud.shop. All right, healers and audience members, we have a great show for you today. I just returned from Las Vegas at the Reawaken Tour in Las Vegas, where I actually spoke. I actually was the first speaker of the conference, and it was a very, very exciting 15 minutes to kick that thing off. So if you have not seen that presentation or didn't get the chance to watch it live, you can probably this week go and go to reawakentour.com or go to thrivetimeshow.com and watch it. The whole audience was blown away. Actually, they gave me a standing ovation when I got finished, which was great to hear 5,000 people stand up. And a lot of people were texting me after the... uh, getting off backstage. A lot of people were texting me all weekend telling me uh, how awesome it was to see such a crowd so excited and so involved with the speaker. Uh, but anyway, it was a great opportunity. I actually showed a pre- a research paper and gave all the highlights to this research study that was published in January of this year, 2023. In that paper, they took long hauler COVID patients from around the world that had 21 different COVID-19 symptoms post having COVID and those symptoms all lasted longer than a year and a half. They had tried every medication you can think of, including hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. They tried rehab. They tried, they tried supplements, homeopathics, nothing worked. Chiropractic acupuncture, nothing worked as well as what the scientists asked them to do for six days only. And they asked them to wear just one thing, a sick, a seven milligram nicotine patch for six days only. They come in three different sizes, these nicotine patches, 7, 14, and 21 when you go to stores to buy them over the counter. 7 milligrams is the smallest amount. They asked each one of these people in these studies that were struggling with long-hauler COVID symptoms for a year and a half plus to wear a new nicotine patch every day for six days. So they would take it on, take it off, put a new one on every morning for only six days. And I showed the audiences nothing has been as successful as that one treatment for eradicating every single long hauler COVID symptom that includes dizziness, loss of taste and smell for a year and a half, tachycardia, heart problems, chest pains that feel like a heart attack, insomnia, not being able to sleep throughout the night, uh, mood disorders like schizophrenia, bipolarism, depression, new onset of diabetes and high blood pressure since having COVID, a lot of those things. So I showed the whole world how to use it, what they recommended. That was my presentation there. A couple of weeks ago, I'm looking for healing radio. I did an entire episode on the fact that the World Health Organization has recently published that they expect over the next 27 years since COVID and the results of COVID 
They have published they expect 131, sorry, 1.31 billion diabetics by the year 2050. That's two and a half times the global total right now of 500 million of diabetics. And in that document, the World Health Organization published, they said 94% of all people worldwide will be type 2 diabetics. So that's going to be 1.2 billion of the 1.3 billion will solely be type 2 diabetics. And why is that significant? Uh, sugar is the number one cause of type 2 diabetes. So this actual radio show, I'm going to take you through a few articles and introduce you to a few people that actually explain what is the negative outcome of sugar. And then I'm going to read to you some some blogs and some articles that have been published reviewing the statistics on singularly how much sugar human beings in industrialized countries, including the United States of America, how much sugar we are actually eating annually compared to Americans in the 1700s, compared to those in the 1800s, compared to those in the 1900s, and now in the 2000s. And when I go through this with you, you're going to start to understand, oh my God, no wonder why there's go- there's already 500 million diabetics in the world. No wonder why they believe in the next 27 years there's going to be two and a half times that many with 1.31 billion. And on the cusp of the Healing for the Ages conference, which is coming up September 7th, 8th, and 9th, remember, healingfortheages.com. Go to healingfortheages.com. Register now for the free masterclass if you want to learn what we're going to be discussing. That'll be on September 7th in the evening, live Q&A with the four doctors who are presenting, Dr. Artist, Dr. Group, Dr. Ely, Dr. Schmidt. All four of us are going to be doing a live Q&A session with Jonathan Otto, and it will be streamed worldwide for free. You can go on and sign up for that right now at healingfortheages.com. And then out of that Q&A that night, we're going to be discussing and sharing with you What are the highlights of the timeline and the history in which we now find ourselves in such a horrible health state globally and particularly in America? There is no country in the entire world that actually has worse health outcomes, meaning diseases and infant mortality more than America does compared to all industrialized nations in the the world. America is the best at sucking the most worldwide at keeping us healthy. All right. And sugar is a big part of that. So in the next 10 minutes of this radio show, I'm going to give you some historical uh, perspective on sugar. And we're going to start with a blog that I found here today, which I was excited about. All right. Let me pull these up here. All right. So first, we'll start with the actual article I found on LinkedIn. It's titled 100 Years of Sugar Consumption. And when did it become too much? So I'm going to read some of this because I think it's very exciting to get a perspective here. For most of human history, this is written by Camilla Sitwell in the year 2020. For most of human history, consumption of sugar in refined form was virtually zero. This slowly began to change about 2,000 years ago with the discovery of sugar cane. However, it is only in the last couple of hundred years that there has been a profound change in this regard. Today, it's no secret that people today ingest far too much sugar. According to the National Health Services of England, adults should not be consuming more than 30 grams of added sugars per day. Now, let me give you some perspective. The National Health and Services says people should not be consuming more than 30 grams of added sugars per day. 
If you don't know how much 30 grams is, I'm going to give you some perspective here. Have you ever swallowed a capsule of any kind of a supplement or a pill for medications? The largest, most common sized capsules. If you ever look at a capsule, go, man, that's a big capsule. That's typically what's called a double O capsule. Inside of that capsule, you can fit a thousand milligrams. I'm sorry, a thousand milligrams, which is one gram of sugar. Okay. So picture swallowing 30 of those large capsules every day, solely filled with sugar. The National Health Services of and system of England says no one should consume more than 30 capsules of sugar per day and should ensure that less than 5% of daily intake consists of these free sugars. However, she continues, in reality, this is far from the case at present. Many populations see sugar accounting for over 20% of caloric intake. 20% of all their calories are coming from sugar, a shocking four times more than the recommended amount. But how do we get here? She says, sugar consumption hasn't always been so high. It's time to go back to the basics, asking how much sugar did people eat 100 years ago? There's a scientific group titled IFL and their science report, and they report that sugarcane is now the world's third most valuable crop, only following cereal and rice, occupying 26,942,686 hectares of land across the globe. Hectares. However, it wasn't always so widespread. Several hundred years ago, sugar formed a very small part of the human diet, which was much more closely premised on pulses, fruits, and vegetables that would be forged, plus local animals hunted. As IFL Science explains, DNA evidence from plant remains suggests that sugarcane first evolved in Southeast Asia and remained an immensely elusive substance throughout the Middle Ages. Then after the Portuguese discovered that the Brazilian climate was suitable for sugar growing, it was introduced to the Caribbean in around 1647, whereupon the Eastern European sugar industry took off. Quote, initially during its mass production, sugar was believed to be beneficial to health and was only available to the elite classes who could afford it. Sugar and Sweetener Guide explains, quote, by 1700, the average consumption of sugar in the developed world was approximately four pounds per year. And this accounted for less than 1% of calories intake. And then 100 years later, by 1800, this had risen to approximately 18 pounds per year versus four pounds the century before. So 1700s, four pounds of sugar per year people were eating. By 1800, the year 1800, 18 pounds were being eaten per year per person. And by the 1900s, it was 60 pounds. However, it wasn't long after its popularization that experts began to question the value of sugar for human health. As Food Renegade, a, an online platform, discusses a book called Graded Lessons, written by physician Dr. William Crone at the end of the 19th century, indicates these doubts. He knew that excessive amounts of sugar caused the liver to be overworked and a bilious attack results. They report, he also recognized the important distinctions between natural and refined sugars. And I quote from his book, Dr. William Crone. His book was called Graded Lessons. Quote, sugar, syrup, and candy are sometimes made from corn by a peculiar process, by means of which the starch of the corn is changed into glucose. And a kind of sugar, not so sweet or healthful as sugar, made from sugar cane or sugar beets. This sugar is quite apt to to ferment or sour and decay within the bowels, 
thus causing disease. Just over a hundred years ago, the United Kingdom was the center of the sugar empire and operated around a hundred small-scale refineries. In the 1920s, the beet industry grew, with 20 beet factories built during the decade, of which the country now has only one in London. So in 1920s, there was 20 different beet-producing factories. Now there's only one, beet sugar. Comet Sucre suggests that according to the Sazernak consumption records, the Victorian era was when sugar consumption ballooned, with a rise in sugar consumption per capita reaching 35 kilograms per person. Now, 35 kilograms is like 72 pounds of sugar per person. That's a lot. World War I and World War II saw a drastic decline in sugar usage due to extreme rationing, after which there were was a short peak as people celebrated being able to eat sugar once again. Although it's been claimed, quote, while obesity per head of population increases, sugar consumption per head is actually falling. Countless sources suggest otherwise. The Natural Society conducted research into the average consumption of sugar from the year 1700 to the present day and found this. In 1700, the average person consumed approximately 4.9 grams of sugar each day totaling now that's four almost five capsules of sugar per day in the 1700s that totaled 1.81 kilograms per year a kilogram is 2.2 pounds listeners so if you take 1.81 and multiply that times 2.2 you get roughly three pounds of sugar per year in the 1700s in the year 1800 the average person consumed approximately 22.4 grams of sugar each day That's 23 capsules of sugar per day 100 years later for an average of 10.2 kilograms per year, which on perspective there, that's that's 22, sorry, 10 times 10.2 is 22.2 pounds per sugar, pounds of sugar per year compared to the three pounds of sugar in the 1700s. It went up to 22 pounds in 1800. In 1900, the average person consumed approximately 112 grams of sugar each day. That's 112 capsules, just so you all know, of sugar every day. How many, how many capsules you'd have to swallow to get that much sugar in a day? That's in 1900. That equals 40.8 kilograms per year, which is 84 or so pounds of sugar per year. And then they actually estimated now and published this, that in the year 2009, 50% of America's consumed approximately 227 grams of sugar each day equates to 81.6 kilograms per year. That's almost 200 pounds of sugar per year. So we have a problem here, Houston. These figures, which are echoed across many studies, certainly indicate that sugar consumption has grown enormously in the past few hundred years. Now the average person consumes 70 grams of fructose each day. 70 grams is 70 capsules of sugar each day, which is a shocking 300% above the daily recommended amount. In fact, according to this infographic by Mind, Body, and Green, the average American consumes 1,610 kilograms of sugar in a lifetime. 1,610 kilograms Actually, it says kilograms. I'm going to bank on it that they believe that's 1,610 pounds of sugar in a lifetime. 
That is nearly two tons, they report. These figures are similar for people in the UK. And in an article for Collective Evolution, nutritionist Lisa Kilgore says that the modern-day urge for sugar is a craving you can't always trust. A sugar craving is usually due to an imbalance in your gut bacteria or a sign of blood sugar crash. Rebalance your gut bacteria and you'll find your sugar cravings will go down dramatically. End of quote. Along with addressing the cause of sugar cravings, it is essential for consumers and producers alike to recognize the dangers of sugar from obesity to diabetes and provide healthier and more sustainable alternatives in shops and restaurants everywhere. Certainly, this incontrovertible explosion in sugar consumption cannot be ignored. All right. This is to set the stage for the next next uh, segment after the commercial break, and we'll be back to go over some, some more insane statistics about sugar consumption. And then in the third segment, I'm going to actually introduce you to someone named Dr. Nancy Appleton, the world's leading expert on sugar and what she has to say about sugar. But before we go, just remember... This show runs every Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific. Please remember to listen and learn from Dr. Brian Artis, myself, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, and Dr. Jana Schmidt every Monday through Friday. And go to our show page on americaoutloud.com to submit a question that we're going to all answer on Friday on Looking for Healing Radio. We're always here for you. We'll be right back after these messages. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. All right, healers, welcome back. Looking for Healing Radio is also sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. Learn how at www.energetichealthinstitute.org. Holistic nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, and so much more. Join the EHI family and let's make tomorrow amazing at www.energetichealthinstitute.org. All right. Again, I'm Dr. Brian Artis. I just reviewed the last uh, what, 400 years <laughs> almost of sugar consumption and how that relates to our ultimate health here in the United States of America. Now, to set the stage for this, looking for healing radio, we're trying to help educate people on the things that we know as clinicians, as educators, as researchers, that we have applied these principles to patients every day for the last 20 plus years, each one of us that are doing this show Monday through Friday. 
And one of the most important things we can educate you on is what is it you're possibly doing or your loved ones are doing every day that might be hampering your body's ability to heal. Now, before I go into the rest of this uh, segment here for the next 16 minutes or so, I want to make you aware of something. Since 2004, the United States has actually been listed of the 11 top industrialized nations in the world and of the 11 wealthiest countries in the whole world. Do you know that no country spends more money on healthcare than America? We're number one. But do you know that every year since 2004, we have been dead last in several categories, including health outcomes, meaning how many diseases do we have and are we living well without symptoms and disease? We're dead last. Number two, we're also dead last in making uh, healthcare affordable. Number three, equality healthcare. We were dead last also. Did you know that we're also dead last in infant mortality in America versus 25 industrialized nations? We're dead last in all of them. For every industrialized nation in the entire world, America sucks the most at the ranking of infant mortality. And that is defined how long can your country keep your babies that are born alive up to one year? If they don't live up to one year, that actually is a dock on your infant mortality. America's dead last at keeping children alive for one year. Would it shock you to know that we're also dead last for every industrialized nation for keeping children alive for 24 hours after birth? America sucks the most at keeping our kids alive. We're also dead last for all industrialized nations for health outcomes for our citizens. Dead last. We suck at keeping people healthy and our newborns alive. All right. So that's, that's the stage there. Number two, did you know that uh, the United States of America also has more diabetes than any other country in the world? And percentage-wise of their population, the most obesity in the world? So our federal health agencies obviously are letting us down our American Medical Association is obviously letting our doctors down and our institutions of health that are called medical schools obviously are not teaching doctors how to keep their patients well. So if the American Diabetes Association, which has failed for decades in researching the cause of diabetes and reversing diabetes and then curing people of diabetes, I mean, are you guys not shocked that a billions and billions and billions of dollars every year have funneled into the American Diabetes Association for decades and they still don't have a cure for diabetes. They still don't prevent diabetes. And the World Health Organization just came out a couple of weeks ago and said that there's going to be two and a half times more diabetics in the world in the next 27 years. I mean, if anybody should be fired, it's every single American Diabetes Association board member and president. Why? They suck and obviously haven't figured out a damn thing about keeping you well and to keep you from developing diabetes. The number one cause for diabetes, which is the 90% of all diabetics are type 2 diabetics. The number one cause is overconsumption of sugar, period. Why haven't they educated you on that one? Or even if they are giving you recommendations, they obviously suck. So don't follow them or listen to them. All right. So we're going to continue this narrative before next uh, episode. Actually, it just hit me just now. I was going to do a part two series on simple ways to cure children and babies and infants of the most common uh, illnesses and symptoms that newborns and infants can carry. I'm going to do that next week. I'm sorry. This one's too important. 
especially for setting the stage for uh, healing for the ages conference coming up in about 10 days or 12 days. All right. So here we go. Uh, we're going to continue this narrative. America sucks at keeping yourself well and healthy. Obviously has no idea how to keep us healthy. So I'm going to continue this narrative. This is actually an article on MBG lifestyle written by Jason Wacom, which is a, the founder and CEO or co-CEO of this online health platform. This is August 23, 2012. And he writes, in 1822, the average American consumed about 45 grams of sugar every five days. That's that's uh, five capsules of sugar. Big ones. Every five days. So one a day. The amount in a 12-ounce can of soda, he continues, over a five-day period. Today, the number is a total of 756 grams per day or every five days. That's just one of the many mind-blowing facts in this infographic about sugar consumption. So this infographic is called Nursing Your Sweet Tooth. All right, so let's just run through this. Americans consume about 130 pounds of sugar every year. This is in 2012. In 1822, the average American consumed 45 grams of sugar a year. The amount found in one of today's 12-ounce sodas every five days. So we are consuming, <laughs> it's just ridiculous, 1822, average American consumed 45 grams of sugar, the same amount that's found in today's 12-ounce soda. In 2012, we now consume 765 grams of sugar every five days, and that equals 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 17 sodas every day. Okay, we're not doing so good. From 1820, we consumed 20 pounds of sugar a year. 2012, we're up to 130 pounds. Another statement, the, or another uh, part of this infographic, the average American consumes three pounds of sugar each week or 3,550 pounds in an entire lifetime. And just for perspective, they note, that's about 1,767,900 Skittles. <laughs> Or enough sugar to fill an industrialized dumpster. You believe that? Industrialized dumpster. Not one of these blue ones you found on the side of the road. One of the industrial ones where they kept, they pack in cardboard boxes and stuff. Those big ones. Fill that up with Skittles. That's how much sugar we're eating every year as, a, as an American. The American Heart Association, they actually state, recommends no more than 9.5 teaspoons of sugar per day. Do you know the average adult today eats 22 teaspoons per day? But the American Heart Association says we shouldn't have any more than 9.5. Do you know the average child in America, not adult, the average child consumes 32 teaspoons per day of sugar in America? This is 2012. All right. So the average adult is 22 teaspoons a day. The average child in America, 32. You guys wonder why there's so many obese children and diabetic children in this country. Juvenile diabetes. Come on. I, can't, I bet you I would love to like sit down at a an old folks home, retirement home, nursing home, and ask them, 80s and 90s, how many diabetics did you know when you were a child? You know what else is interesting? It's really interesting to ask them, how many autistic kids were in school with you when you were younger? Zero. How many kids had inhalers when you were younger? Zero. So ridiculous. How many special ed classes were there to help autism kids in every class in your school in uh, when you were younger? The answer is always zero. Well, what's changed over the last 80 to 90 years? I'm telling you right now. All right, so what are the biggest culprits of sugar consumption in America? Numero uno is soft drinks, regular soft drinks, Coke, Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, Mountain Dew. They're the biggest culprits of all sugar consumption in America. Soft drinks make up 
33% of all of them. I don't know if y'all know what 33 is to me, but 33 is the, as a satanic number, representative of the 33rd degree of Freemasonry also, where they do secret rituals, sacrifice of children, raping of children, killing of children, drinking of blood of children. And yes, that's true. And 33 is that magic number. Ask me if I'm shocked that sugar is 33% of all of sugar consumed in America. 16% of all sugar in America is sugar and candy. 12.9% is cakes, cookies, and pies. Fruit drinks, juices, fruit juices, you name it, is 9.7% of all sugar consumed in America. 8.6% is dairy, desserts, and milk. And then other grains, cereals, you name it, is 5.8%. Inside of one 12-ounce can of Coke is 10 teaspoons of sugar. For perspective, that is more sugar in one Coca-Cola can than two frosted Pop-Tarts and a Twinkie combined. The average American fit, drinks 53 gallons of soft drinks per year. Now, that's the average. Now, what's crazy about that? I haven't drank a soda since I was 14 years old. There's a whole bunch of other people that don't drink it either. So that average, I wonder if they did the average Americans that drink Coke every day or soda every day. I wonder what their gallons per year would be. Sings how there's a whole bunch of Americans that don't, don't drink sodas every day, including myself. But the average right now, as it stands, with people not drinking any at all and those who do drink, it's 53 gallons of soft drinks per year. Now, for perspective, I just want you all to recognize this. In the natural world, God created plants on this earth. How many plants require soft drinks as the irrigation fluid of choice to grow plants? In fact, we should probably try to grow a farm that way. We should actually plant a garden and just pour Mountain Dew or Pepsi or Coke as the irrigation for the plants and see how it compares to just water or filtered water, even better. Have two sides. We're going to do this with plants, this with this. And then let's get some animals, dogs, cats, gerbils, rabbits, deer, wildebeest, elephants, giraffes. Let's get some of those and let's just only allow them to drink sodas. You do know that life, none of life requires sodas, right? Not a single elephant, hippopotamus, dog, cow, horse. None of them drink sodas. They only drink water. All of life requires only water. Why do human beings want to poison themselves with gallons of soft drinks every year? It's so ridiculous. If you wouldn't do it to your dog and cat, if you wouldn't pour Dr. Pepper Mountain Dew every day inside your dog bowl, why would you keep drinking it? If you know it's bad for your animals and they're mammals like you, you probably shouldn't do it either. All right. In the American diet, added sugar alone accounts for nearly 500 calories every day. The, cal the caloric equivalent of 10 strips of bacon every single day. 500 calories every day is just from sugar. Americans consume 10 times more sugar than other food additives. Refined sugar is linked to obesity, nervous tension, hypertension, high blood pressure, aching limbs, high blood pressure, diabetes, hypoglycemia, which is interesting. People don't usually see that link. When you're eating a lot of sugar, it decreases your ability to manage blood sugar. Diabetes, hypoglycemia, acne, depression, skin irritation, headaches, stiffening of arteries, fatigue, and violent behavior. Refined sugar also, just interestingly enough, has zero vitamins in it. Refined sugar has zero minerals in it. 
refined sugar has zero enzymes in it and sugar has zero fiber in it. Now, if the average American is drinking 53 gallons of soda a day or a year, that's a lot of sugar. And sugar has zero fiber in it. Why do you think people are constipated? It's number one cause of uh, of colon cancer in America right now. All right, sugar is as addictive as cocaine. Did you know this? Based on brain scans, sugar is as addictive as cocaine. Now, I've done actually reviews of many studies over the years where they actually took sugar and put it in water and then put sugar, or sorry, then put cocaine in water and they would feed animals regular water for about a month and then they'd give them sugar-laced water. Then they would put that same sugar-laced water and regular water in the in the actual same cage and none of the animals would drink the regular water. 100% of them preferred and for every time they went to drink any water, it was always sugar water. That's how addictive it was. Then what they did is with these same animals, they took away sugar water and they put in cocaine water and they let the animals just drink cocaine water and get addicted to cocaine. Then they introduced alongside the cocaine water bowl, they put inside the cage regular water with nothing in it. Every animal preferred the cocaine water. Obviously, they were addicted to it. Then they took the regular water bowl out of the cage and they put sugar water in the cages. Do you know not a single animal drank the cocaine water anymore? They preferred 100% the sugar water. It was way more addictive sugar than even cocaine. So just so you know, uh, we need to uh, stop consuming so much sugar. All right. So this is a few basic principles I'm going to share with you. There's a billion people, billions of people on this earth, and everybody's trying to figure out in the industrialized nations how to make diet really complex for everybody. So you have eat right for your blood type diets. Uh, you got the carnivore diets. You got the keto diet, which is all fats. You got the protein diet, like the Atkins diets. There's nothing that pro- nothing but protein. You have tons of diets. Human beings are wonderful at making things really, really confusing and really, really complex and really, really uh, confusing and overwhelming. But it's really not that hard. Uh, God put on the earth plants, animals, and minerals, and water, and air for us to consume. And the key, really, for all of history, recorded history, has always been moderation in all things. Well, we are consuming more sugar than anything else. So let me set the stage for some basic principles. About 21 years ago, I read a book called The Complete Health Cookbook by Dr. Joseph Mercola. I actually got to meet him when I was like, I don't know, 20 uh, 22 years old, I think it was. He came and did a lecture at Parker College of Chiropractic where I was. And he gave us all a free copy of his book. And in that book, I read the whole book that week just out of interest. In the book, in the very beginning, it laid out that there's there's a quiz called the uh, the metabolic type quiz is what he called it. And what he had described in that book was take this quiz and it will define that there's basically only three metabolic types of people in America really all worldwide, but in this book, there's really only three types of humans. And those three types are actually split up into three different types of people that digest foods differently. And then he states 80% of all humans on earth are protein metabolizers, meaning the majority of their diet should be protein sources. Another 15%, 13%, really, 13% of people are carbohydrate-type metabolizers. 
So they should be consuming more carbs than proteins. Then he had this third type. The third type was called a mixed type. And these are the people most people hate because they can eat anything in the world, drink anything in the world, do anything in the world. And they always seem lean, healthy, no infections, no diseases diagnosed. They're always healthy all the time and never get sick. But they eat whatever they want. Candy bars, Pop-Tarts, sugary cereals, uh, organic food if they want to, or salads. It doesn't matter what they eat. When I took that quiz, which I did, and I recommend people do similarly, uh, one thing was very important, learning that protein is the number one most often. 80% of all people are protein metabolizers. This explains why the majority of America is fat, because they are behaving like they're carbohydrate-type metabolizers, and they are not. They are eating more carbs and sugars than they are proteins. So th that's why the Atkins diet works so well for the majority of people that tried it, but not everybody. I learned from taking that test that I'm actually a mixed type. Now, what's funny is, is I've heard my whole life how much every woman in my family hates me because I was always skinny and I ate whatever I wanted anytime I wanted. I could eat donuts. I could eat Pop-Tarts. I could eat cereal three times a day. It didn't matter. I could eat steak every day. It didn't matter. I was always the same size, same height, never sick, always very energetic. Uh, but that was just a basic principle. On the other side of this commercial break, we're going to be right back. I'm going to introduce you to Nancy Appleton, the world's leading expert on sugar. And we're going to be discussing what she has studied for decades and published are the direct causes of consuming refined sugars. And all of you should know, if you want to stay healthy, this is Looking for Healing Radio. If you're looking for healing, you might as well know about the biggest culprit in, our, in destroying our, our health worldwide. That is eating too much sugar. We'll be right back on the other side of this break. of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. 
Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. All right, healers, welcome back. This is Dr. Brian Artis. This segment's going to be brought to you by HealingForTheAges.com. Go to HealingForTheAges.com right now. Don't wait another flipping second. Go there, sign up for the free masterclass if you'd like. If you don't, you better be signing up for the virtual attendees. It's $99 a ticket. Put in A-R-D-I-S as the code at checkout to get 10% off of that $99 fee. It's 89 bucks. At the end of the conference, every single person who's signed up for that will get all of our notes from the entire conference, every PowerPoint slide, all of our Q&As, everything we talked about in the videos, all of it will be sent to you and you'll have it at home. Why would you not do this? Healingfortheages.com. Go there, Dr. Artist, Dr. Group, Dr. Ely, Dr. Schmidt. There's three of us here that do the Looking for Healing radio show every week. We're all going to be there presenting to the world how it is you're going to stay healthy with similar concepts with like I'm sharing with you right now. All right. So we've set the stage for the ridiculous amounts of sugar that the world is consuming, but particularly Americans. Uh, and I'm going to, but I'm talking to everybody worldwide. We all have a problem. In fact, if you want to know how big the problem is for America, do you know that America has currently 4 0.7% of the entire world's population live in the borders of America. Did you know that? Did you know that of the entire world's population, 8 billion people, do you know that 40% of all pharmaceutical drugs manufactured in the whole world are swallowed every day by only Americans? How is that possible that America represents 4.7% of the whole world's population, but we actually consume almost half of all drugs manufactured in the whole world every single day and every single year? Um, that should tell you just how sick we are. It should tell you also how many symptoms we live with. <laughs> so I just gave you the breakdown of just how awful it's been the amount of sugars we've been consuming every day and every year since the 1700s here in America. That's leading to these horrible outcomes in America. We also have the sickest children, the worst health outcomes, the most diseases compared to any other country in the entire world. Of the 46 listed industrialized nations, we rank 55th, 45th in all diseases. But we have the most expensive and most money we spend on healthcare, and we swallow 40% of all the drugs made in the world every year. Um, our healthcare sucks. All right. So here we go. It's time to introduce you to Nancy Appleton, PhD. Who's Nancy Appleton? Nancy Appleton started writing and lecturing about health in the late 1970s, right when I was born. Dr. Artis was born in 1976 as a reaction to her own poor health. Her discoveries about sugar and other common diet mistakes led to her first book called Lick the Sugar Habit, a bestseller with six more books to follow. Her findings on sugar still hold true today, and if not, even more so. Now, Nancy Appleton... I've actually been collecting reports from her site and out of her books for 20 years and putting them in folders for every new patient I ever had. One of my favorite things to put in that folder for every new patient that walked through the Artist Healing Center for the last 20 years was her compilation. She has a list from all the research studies she had conducted worldwide for decades since the 70s up until she died in the last 10 years. So 40 years worth of research, she was able to compile a list, not a joke, of a hundred, I'm going to give you the total here, so ridiculous, 
146 ways in which refined sugar directly impacts your health. Okay, now I'm going to run through this list for the next 13 minutes because a lot of you have no idea that every time you grab that soda, Mountain Dew, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Mountain Dew, uh, those Snickers bars at the checkout line, Reese's peanut butter cups, uh, peanut butter, uh, Kool-Aid packets, Gatorade. Gatorade has a crap ton of sugar. It has over 30, has over 30 capsules of sugar in one small bottle of Gatorade. And all these kids are drinking that stuff like it's something healthy. Okay. It's ridiculous. All right. So we're consuming sugar out the roof. Don't you want to know what the leading world's expert on sugar has been able to discover sugar directly causes? All right. So Every single one of these statements begins with sugar can, sugar causes, sugar interferes with, sugar, 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 sugar. I don't want to say sugar every time, but maybe I should just to hammer this home. All right, I think I can do it. Here we go. Number one, I'm going to read it. Ready? Number one, 146 ways that sugar ruins your health, you at home. Number one, sugar can suppress the immune system. Number two, sugar upsets the mineral relationships in the body, zinc, calcium, magnesium, Number two, sugar can cause hyperactivity, anxiety, difficulty, concentration, and crankiness in children. Did you know that? How many kids are on Ritalin these days? Number four, sugar can produce a significant rise in triglycerides. Oh, my God. What's your medical doctor going to tell you? Oh, you just need statin drugs. No, you don't. You need to stop eating sugar. Sugar can produce a significant rise in triglycerides. Number five, sugar contributes to the reduction in defense against bacterial infections. Think of E. coli, Enterobacter, Klebsiella, Salmonella. Number six, sugar causes a loss of tissue elasticity and function. It makes your ligaments and tendons more rigid. The more sugar you eat, the more elasticity and function you lose. Number seven, sugar reduces high-density lipoproteins. Those are called HDLs, cholesterol. Sugar reduces the good cholesterol, they call it. Number seven, sugar leads to chromium deficiency. Why is that important? Chromium is required for your pancreas to make insulin to break down blood sugar. Oh, maybe that's why there's so many diabetics. Do you think? Number nine, sugar leads to cancer of the ovaries. Sugar can increase fasting levels of glucose. 11, sugar can cause copper deficiency. What does that have to do with anything? Copper tells your cells to make ATP. Without copper in your cells, you can't make energy. Sugar causes copper deficiency. Also, copper is required to keep your blood vessels strong versus becoming weak and, and then stretching out. You ever heard of an aneurysm that leads to a stroke? That is solely caused by copper deficiency, and sugar causes that. Number 12, sugar interferes with the absorption of calcium and magnesium. Number 13, sugar may make eyes more vulnerable to age-related macular degeneration. 14, sugar raises the level of neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine. Number 15, sugar can cause hypoglycemia. 16, sugar can produce an acidic digestive tract. Heartburn, everybody. Do you know heartburn is the number one reason for all drugs being purchased in America? All of them over the counter drugs. Number one, number top three actually are all uh, acid reflux drugs. Sugar produces an acidic digestive tract. 17, sugar can cause a rapid rise of adrenaline levels in children. Hyperactivity. 18, sugar malabsorption is frequent in patients with functional bowel disease. 19, sugar can cause premature aging. Anti aging, anybody? You might want to quit eating all the flipping sugar. Uh, 20, sugar can lead to alcoholism. 21, sugar can cause tooth decay. Is your dentist telling you that? 22, sugar contributes to obesity. 23, high intake of sugar increases the risk of Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. Number 24, sugar can cause changes frequently found in persons with gastric or duodenal ulcers. 25, sugar causes arthritis. 
26, sugar causes asthma. 27, sugar greatly assists the uncontrolled growth of yeast infections called candida. 28, sugar can cause gallstones. 29, sugar can cause heart disease. Oh my God, that's the second leading cause of death in America. Sugar, 30, can cause appendicitis. 31, sugar can cause hemorrhoids. 32, sugar can cause varicose veins, women. 33, sugar can elevate blood sugar and insulin responses in oral contraceptive users. 34, sugar can lead to periodontal diseases, disease in your mouth. 35, sugar can contribute to osteoporosis. 36, sugar contributes to saliva acidity. 37, sugar can cause a decrease in insulin sensitivity. That's type 2 diabetics, insulin resistance. 38, sugar can lower the amount of vitamin E. 39, sugar can decrease growth hormone. Oh my goodness. Number 40, sugar can increase cholesterol. 41, sugar can increase the systolic blood pressure. That's the high number in your blood pressure. I wonder how many elderly people on blood pressure drugs are being told to cut down their sugar. No, what do they tell you? Cut down your salt. You should cut down your sugar, people. 42, high sugar intake increases advanced glycolation and produces ages sugar-bound non-enzymatically to proteins. 43, sugar can interfere with the absorption of protein. 44, sugar causes food allergies. Wow, I wonder how many food allergies kids have these days are being told. Stop eating sugar. 45, sugar can contribute to diabetes. 46, sugar can cause toxemia during pregnancy. You know, they keep saying, women, don't drink alcohol or smoke while you're pregnant. I wonder how many OBGYNs tell their patients to not consume sugar during pregnancy. 47, sugar can contribute to eczema in children. 48, sugar can cause cardiovascular disease. 49, sugar can impair the structure of DNA. Oh my God, these vaccines for COVID, they're called gene therapy. They're altering our genetics. Um, sugar impairs the structure of DNA. 50, sugar can change the structure of proteins. 51, you ever heard of prion diseases? Okay. Sugar can make our skin age by changing the structure of collagen. 52, sugar can cause cataracts. 53, sugar can cause emphysema. 54, sugar can cause atherosclerosis. 55, sugar can promote an elevation of LDLs. You know, LDL cholesterol, the one they sell you statin drugs for to lower sugar raises that. How many people are told to reduce sugar to lower LDL cholesterol? None. You're told to stop consuming fat and take our statin drugs, which has nothing to do with it. 56, high sugar intake can impair the, the physiological homeostasis of many symptoms in the body, systems in the body. 57, sugar lowers the enzyme's ability to function. Sugar intake is higher in people with Parkinson's disease. Did you know that? How many Parkinson's patients are being told to reduce sugar? Zero. 59, sugar can increase the size of the liver. 60, sugar can increase the amount of liver fat. 61, fatty liver, anybody? 61, sugar can increase kidney size and produce pathological or disease changes in your kidneys. Oh my God, how many people are on dialysis in this country whose kidneys don't work at all and are on kidney transplant list? Do they tell them to reduce the sugar intake? No. 62, sugar can damage the pancreas. 63, sugar can increase the body's fluid retention. 64, sugar is enemy number one of the bowel movement. 65, sugar can cause myopia, nearsightedness. 66, sugar can compromise the lining of your capillaries. 67, sugar can make the tendons more brittle. ACL tears, anybody? 68, sugar can cause headaches, including migraines. 69, sugar plays a role in pancreatic cancer in women. 70, sugar can adversely affect school children's grades and cause learning disorders. 71, sugar can cause depression. 72, sugar increases the risk of gastric cancer. 73, sugar can cause dyspepsia or indigestion. 74, sugar can increase the risk of getting gout. 
75, sugar can increase the levels of glucose in your oral glucose tolerance test over the ingestion of complex carbohydrates. 76, sugar can increase the insulin responses in humans consuming high sugar diets compared to low sugar diets. 77, a diet high in refined sugar reduces learning capacity. 78, sugar can cause less effective functioning of two blood proteins, albumin and lipoproteins, which reduces the body's ability to handle fat and cholesterol. 79, sugar causes Alzheimer's disease. 80, sugar can cause platelet adhesiveness. Have you heard the COVID-19 shots are causing blood clotting and adhesiveness of platelets? Yes, sugar does that. 81, sugar can cause hormonal imbalance. Some hormones become underactive and others become overactive. Sugar can lead to the formation of kidney stones. 83, diets high in sugar cause free radicals and oxidative stress. 84, high sugar diet can lead to biliary tract cancer. That's gallbladder cancer. 85, high sugar consumption, consumption of pregnant adolescents is associated with a twofold increase of delivering a small four gestational age infant. 86, high sugar consumption can lead to substantial decrease in gestation duration among adolescents. 87, sugar slows food's travel time through the gastrointestinal tract. Sugar increases the concentration of bile acids in stools. 89, sugar increases estradiol, the most potent form of naturally occurring estrogen in men. And what happens when men have too much estradiol? They develop prostate cancer in all cancers. Sugar, number 90, sugar combines with and destroys phosphatase, an enzyme which makes the process of digestion more difficult. 91, sugar can be a risk factor for gallbladder cancer. 92, sugar is an addictive substance. 94 or 93, sugar can be intoxicating, similar to alcohol, because it's addictive. 94, sugar can exacerbate PMS. 95, sugar given to premature babies can affect the amount of carbon dioxide they produce. Uh, carbon dioxide can kill you if you make it too much. 96, decrease in sugar intake can increase emotional stability. 97, the rapid absorption of sugar promotes excessive food intake in obese subjects. The more sugar you eat, the more you want, the fatter you get. 98, sugar can worsen the symptoms of children with ADD and ADHD. 99, sugar adversely affects urinary electrolyte composition. Number 100, sugar can slow down the ability of the adrenal glands to function. Chronic fatigue, anybody? All right, 102, high sugar intake could be an important risk factor in lung cancer. 103, sugar increases the risk of polio. 104, high sugar intake can cause epileptic seizures. Uh, Kepra, anybody? You got a loved one that's on Kepra and a kid? You better get them off sugar. And 105, sugar causes high blood pressure in obese people. In intensive care units, limit sugaring, limiting sugar saves lives. That's 106. 107, sugar may induce cell death. 108, sugar can increase the amount of food that you eat. In juvenile rehab camps, when children were put on a low-sugar diet, there was a 44% drop in antisocial behavior. Uh, 110, sugar can lead to prostate cancer. 111, sugar dehydrates newborns. 112, sugar can cause low birth weight babies. 113, greater consumption of refined sugar is associated with a worse outcome of schizophrenia. Sugar can raise homocysteine levels in the bloodstream. 115, sweet food items increase the risk of breast cancer. 116, sugar is a risk factor in cancer of the small intestine. 117, sugar may cause laryngeal cancer, larynx cancer. 118, sugar induces salt and water retention. Every woman wants that. Well, more water in my body and edema. 119, sugar may contribute to mild memory loss. 120, the more sodas a 10-year-old child consumes, the less milk. 121, sugar can increase the total amount of food consumed. 122, exposing a newborn to sugar results in a heightened preference for sucrose relative to water at six months and two years of age. 123, sugar causes constipation. 
124, sugar causes varicose veins. That's a repeat. 125, sugar can cause brain decay in pre-diabetic and diabetic women. 126, sugar can increase the risk of stomach cancer. 127, sugar can cause metabolic syndrome. 128, sugar ingestion by pregnant women increases neural tube defects in embryos. Oh, are they telling pregnant women that? 129, no, they're only telling them folic acid you need to supplement. 129, sugar can be a factor in asthma. 130, the higher the sugar consumption, the more chances of getting IBS. 131, sugar can affect the brain's ability to deal with rewards and consequences. 132, sugar can cause cancer of the rectum. 133, sugar can cause endometrial cancer. 134, sugar causes renal cancer. 135, sugar causes liver tumors. 136, sugar causes inflammatory markers in the blood. 137, sugar can lower vitamin E levels in the bloodstream. 138, sugar can increase your appetite for all food. 139, sugar plays a role in diseases and the continuation of acne. 140, too much sugar can kill your sex life. 141, sugar saps, zaps school performance in children. 142, sugar can cause fatigue, moodiness, nervousness, and depression. 143, sugar is common choice of obese individuals. 144, associated with, oh, we'll skip that one. 145, high fructose consumption has been linked to liver disease. And finally, 146. Sugar adds to the risk of bladder cancer. All right, everybody. I'm Dr. Artis. That was a lot. But in case you were wondering how sugar affects you, remember, the only medicine is natural medicine because natural medicine first does no harm. There's so much we have to unlearn, like this aspect of sugar and how it impacts us. Uh, we need to learn it with you and unlearn it with you so we can learn something much better, something filled with love, logic, and light. Healer, just to remind you, we are all beings of light. So remember, when you're looking for healing, to always look within first. May God, the Almighty and author of all things, shine his divine light upon us, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. I'm Dr. Brian Artis, founder of thedrartistshow.com, artistlabs.com, and also co-founder of healingfortheages.com. Go there. Use the promo code ARDIS, A-R-D-I-S. I'm Dr. Artis. Tune in tomorrow on Looking for Healing Radio at 11 p.m., 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time.